Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the NFL's Roughing the Pastor Clinic. It's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> Show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you this Ooh. week? I mean, I guess I'm I'm better than defensive players, and I'm better than uh, an on-field photographer in Monday Night Football. So things could be worse. Things could always be better. How How are you after your your big overseas win this week? Um, I was happy about that. Unfortunately, I've been in quarantine since last Thursday, so that's made it a little bit less enjoyable. But um, but uh, no, I was psyched for the Giants. I was uh, texting with a friend the other night, and uh, just you know, the Giants are actually fun to watch again, which is. I'm not saying they're a good team yet. They are. They actually, honestly are. Uh, uh, I I I don't know. Maybe I'm. My definition of good team is a little bit different. But you know, they're. <laughs> I, I think right now they're winning with guile more than talent. But um, yeah. You know, hopefully I'm wrong about that, and you know, we'll see. This weekend will be a good test of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, on the other it hand, you must be pretty like... over the moon too. Yeah, except now we're going to have some kind of – yeah, that was good. I'm a little nervous about this week because now we're going to have a quarterback controversy. But hopefully we can knock the Eagles off. Not at all biased. <laughs> but I, I in other good Giants news, England has finally released your punter. He's on his way back to America now. So everything's going to be okay. <laughs> well, that's good. Was it the free kick at the end of the game that did it, or what was he being? Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know that minor minor paperwork. What I think is funny is apparently the Giants knew going to London that this was going to be an issue getting him back out because he didn't actually apply for a work visa correctly. I guess so. They kind of yeah. took him over there, like, eh, if we bring him back, we bring him back. I don't know how I'd feel if I were the punter, but you know, I guess he's making it back. Probably so pretty be disposable. Okay. It's in typical Giants fashion, but everyone's drinking the Kool-Aid on the team. So they they seem to all have bought into whatever they're they're saying behind closed doors in the locker room. Everyone seems to be on the same page. So I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, well, there's there's hope there now for the first time in many seasons. And like I said before, they're actually – fun to watch, although I have to admit I did turn the game off at halftime when they were down 2010 and looking like, uh, you know, it wasn't, um, you know, the second half wasn't going to work out too well for them. And then, you know, yeah. I was doing something else, checked the score, and then said, gosh, I better go uh, watch the, the end of this. So I did. Yeah, and even Saquon got hurt, he came back. I mean, they they essentially won a primetime game, and I'm I'm proud of those little giants. I'd like them to not do it against Cowboys, but I'm happy for you this week. <laughs> well, a long time between now. There's, what, six, seven weeks between now and Thanksgiving, so plenty yes. of time for uh, things to change. <laughs> yes. Uh, in the meantime, we've got plenty of time with you tonight. Uh, we'll be here for a full hour until 9 p.m. Eastern time, or if you're listening after the fact, We'll be here for an hour. Uh, <laughs> we've got everything you need to win this week, win your season-long league. If you want to play some daily fantasy, we've got you covered. All the news, notes, injuries, who to start, who to sit, potential schedule changes, anything you need, we're going to cover here in the next hour. So 
buckle up. We got a, a full schedule here. We haven't gotten any bye weeks yet, so we're going to enjoy it while it lasts. Um, you can find us all over month. social media. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can find us all over social media if this hour isn't enough, which quite frankly it won't be. Uh, we're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. On Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. We're at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can always email us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. That's the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And I guess we should probably just get right into the injuries. There were a few. Unfortunately, we've got more concussions in prime time, and we have a lot of roughing the passers that will never actually resort in an injury because they're barely touching quarterbacks. But uh, we shall see. (laughs) Uh, To start out in Arizona, also worth noting, uh, there might be a schedule change due to some Major League Baseball going on this weekend as well. So keep an eye on that for your late window. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but out in Arizona, we've got a couple of injuries we're dealing with, starting with running back James Conner. He's not practicing with the rib injuries. He's definitely questionable going into the weekend. Running back Jonathan Ward was put on IR with a hamstring injury today, and running back Daryl Williams is doubtful. He's not practicing. He sprained his knee in the game last week. So not a big week for the run game in Arizona. <laughs> if you've got any wide receivers you need to pick up, it would be a good time to look at Arizona, unless, of course, his name is Antoine Wesley, who tore his quad late last week at practice and is now on IR for the year, so don't pick him up. Also, in one of the first of many kicker injuries, again this week, Matt Prater is, quote, week-to-week and unlikely to play. He's dealing with a hip injury, so maybe don't start him in your lineup either. In Atlanta, uh, we saw tight end Kyle Pitts not play last week. It looked like he was going to, and then Sunday morning, nope. Uh, he's still dealing with a hamstring injury. He was limited today at practice, so that's a step in the right direction. Also, wide receiver Drake London was back at practice today. He's questionable with a groin injury. Uh, their offense needs to get a little healthier. Someone's going to catch football out there. In Baltimore, uh, more good news than bad news for them this week. Tackle Ronnie Stanley returned last week from that ankle injury. He's now listed as questionable still, um, but it looks like he's going to continue playing through. Linebacker Justin Houston, however, dealing with a groin injury. He's not practicing. That doesn't look that great. But on the defensive side of things, uh, things are looking up a little bit. David Ojabo, who we all saw tore his Achilles during his pre-draft workout at Michigan, uh, was designated to return from the non-football injury list today. So he is going to be on the field here in the near future. We're happy about that. If you have him in a uh, IDP league or a dynasty league, at least you can see what he's going to do. Running back Justin Hill, Justice Hill is not practicing. He's got a hamstring injury, looking pretty questionable going into the weekend, as is wide receiver Rashad Bateman. He's still not practicing, hasn't practiced since week four when he suffered this foot injury. They were hoping he was going to be back this week. It's not looking very promising right now, so keep an eye on that. They'll probably take it down to game time. So, again, if you're hoping to plug him into your lineup, have a plan B. And we saw safety Marcus Williams break his wrist on Monday night. He was put on IR today. Uh, unfortunately, not going to be intercepting any footballs for them for the foreseeable future. In Buffalo, the defense still pretty much the walking wounded. Everyone is questionable. It looks like cornerback Tredavious White is planning to practice this week. He didn't today. He's working his way back from a knee injury, so he may be on the field this week. That would be nice. We didn't see tight end Dawson Knox last week with the foot and hamstring injuries slowing him down. He was back at practice today, albeit limited, but a step in the right direction. 
And center Mitch Morse is still questionable with an elbow injury. Uh, just worth noting, since the Bills are just going to throw the football forever, you might want to keep an eye on that. In Carolina, the first of players and quarterbacks in walking boots post-game was one Baker Mayfield. He is dealing with an ankle injury. He's not practicing. They haven't officially ruled him out yet. They're probably going to. It looks like he may be out a couple of weeks, but they're going to play this week to week. P.J. Walker would be your starter if Baker Mayfield doesn't play, which actually might give them a better chance to win. Remember, P.J. Walker of the XFL fame. (laughs) Cornerback J.C. Horn also not practicing. He's dealing with hip injury. And uh, safety Xavier Woods is limited with a hamstring injury. Those are your big-name defensive players. Not sure if they'll be on the field this week. Uh, Don't be alarmed if you saw Christian McCaffrey not practicing today. It's Wednesday. He's just taking a rest day. So not injured, just resting. Out in Chicago, they're mainly dealing with defensive injuries. David Montgomery did play last week. However, the team actually misspelled his last name on his jersey, so that really wasn't a good look. However, David Montgomery did look healthier than we thought, so it looks like he's on track to play again this week. Uh, Bengals running back Samaje P. Ryan is questionable with a groin injury. He was limited today at practice, as was tight end Hayden Hurst with his own groin injury. Again, tight end has been kind of a weak spot for them the last few weeks. Wide receiver T. Higgins is not practicing with that ankle injury, and tackle Jonah Williams isn't day-to-day with a knee injury, as if Joe Burrow needed any more problems. Now his offensive line is falling apart with injuries, not just poor play. In Cleveland, they're mainly dealing with defensive injuries right now, including cornerback Denzel Ward, who's in the concussion protocol. Not looking like he's on track to play this week, but... That could change. (laughs) Keep an eye on that if you're thinking about starting the Cleveland defense this week. Out in Dallas, as we talked about at the top of the show, uh, Cooper Rush rolls on, and it looks like he's still going to be QB1 this week in Dallas. Dak is still recovering from the thumb injury. All of a sudden, now that Cooper Rush can win games, we trust science and a real timetable for recovery. (laughs) So it looks like he's going to wait another week. Uh, tight end Dalton Schultz was limited today with a knee injury. He was in and out of the game last week. He's dealing with a pretty bad knee sprain, so I would expect to see most of the same him in and out on a on a bit of a play count next week or this coming week. It is uh, Eagles week and the Jason Peters revenge game, so I'm sure we're all at the edge of our seats for that. Both defensive end and linebacker Micah Parsons, who are listed as questionable, are still going to play. Uh, they were both limited to practice today with rib and groin injuries, respectively. Like I said, a division game, they'll be out there this week. In Denver, we saw uh, a terrible football game on Thursday night. I don't think I don't think anyone's better for that. Um, but now the Broncos are telling us Russell Wilson apparently partially tore his lat muscle near his right. That would be his throwing shoulder uh, in the first quarter of the game two weeks ago, which is part of why he hasn't looked particularly sharp. Also, he's, you know, maybe not seeing open receivers. That's a problem as well. He's limited to practice. He's planning to continue playing through it. We'll see how that goes. Uh, one issue for him is that one of the starting tackles, Garrett Bowles, is now on IR with a leg injury. So things are getting a little tougher for him and subsequently all of us who have to watch Broncos games. Hopefully they figure it out. Uh, in Detroit, there were a scary few minutes uh, in the first quarter when cornerback Savion Smith was taken off the field in an ambulance. He was able to fly home. Uh, The neck injury wasn't serious. They're just saying it's a concussion now. He's officially listed as questionable going into the weekend. I would certainly hope he's not on the field, but it had a much happier ending than it originally looked like. It does, however, look like running back DeAndre Swift, who's dealing with a shoulder injury, and wide receiver DJ Chark with an ankle injury. 
are probably both not playing again this week. Chark uh, supposedly has nothing structurally wrong with his ankle. It's just painful right now. So whether or not he can play through it, we'll see. They also put wide receiver Quintez Cephas on IR with foot injury over the weekend. So, again, not a lot of people to catch footballs in Detroit. So maybe maybe the road is a little tougher for a few weeks there. Out in Green Bay, uh, they all made it back in one piece from London, unlike the Giants who left some men behind. Packers uh, wide receiver Christian Watson is not practicing. He's dealing with a hamstring injury, and Aaron Rodgers apparently suffered a thumb injury during the game on Sunday. He's not practicing but will play. Reportedly, both he and Coach Matt LaFleur are not worried about it. I, however, am um, also worried about the fact that he's no wide receivers. So keep an eye on that when you're looking at what quarterbacks to start this week. In Houston, wide receiver Chris Moore is still questionable. They also signed tight end Jordan Akins to the active roster because tight end Jordan Brevin is not practicing with his own ankle injury. Uh, so, again, a, a little bit of a revolving door out in Houston. In Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor did not play last week with an ankle injury. Um, is the first time in his football career that he – had missed a practice or a game since high, before high school, I think, which is pretty impressive. However, he is still not practicing today, so keep an eye on that as the week goes on. They probably won't officially decide until a pregame workout, but have a plan B there. And your plan B should not be Naheem Hines. He uh, suffered another scary concussion on Thursday night in prime time, which seems to be a bit of an alarming trend. He's not practicing. He is not out of the concussion protocol, and it's not looking like he's going to be. Again, not your best bet there. Um, linebacker Shaq Leonard, also still not out of the concussion protocol, still not practicing. Missed last week with his own concussion as well, so keep an eye on that. And center Ryan Kelly is questionable with a hip injury that knocked him out of the game on Thursday night. So, again, another issue for a struggling quarterback, potentially not having your center there. In Jacksonville, wide receiver Zay Jones is limited today with an ankle injury. Everybody else looking pretty healthy. The Chiefs are dealing with a lot of injuries at cornerback, and also kicker Harrison Bucker was limited at practice. He's going to be a game-time decision again with that sprained ankle. So, again, probably have a plan B at kicker there. Out in Las Vegas, Raiders are dealing with some tight end troubles. Foster Moreau did not play Monday with any injury. He's still not practicing. And Darren Waller suffered a hamstring injury during the game. He's questionable going into this week. He's not practicing today. Wide receiver DJ Turner is also now on IR with an ankle injury. So, again, keep an eye on that. The Chargers are hoping to have both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the field come this week. Mike Williams is sick. He's not practicing. Keenan Allen still limited with that hamstring injury. Also dealing with an injury to Dustin Hopkins again, who didn't play last week. He's questionable going into this week. And uh, a couple of their offensive linemen are looking pretty questionable, not just in play, but in injuries. <laughs> so another thing to keep in mind when you figure out which quarterback to start, we'll help you with that in a little bit. Rams tight end Tyler Higby uh, popped up as questionable today on the injury report. They did not disclose an injury, but he did not practice today. Same went for wide receiver Cooper Cup, not disclosing an injury. Hopefully they're both just getting rest days. Also, it would probably be nice if someone introduced Tyler Higby to Matt Stafford again so you remembered he could throw to him. That would help my fantasy team and probably yours as well. In Miami, quarterback Tuatunga Vailoa is throwing. He is limited to practice, but he's not playing. He is not out of the concussion protocol yet. We also saw Teddy Bridgewater suffer a concussion and an elbow injury on the first play of the game, bring in seventh-round <laughs> rookie pick extraordinaire Skylar Thompson who is going to be your starting quarterback again this week. It looks like Teddy Bridgewater will probably get out of the concussion protocol by Sunday, but he will 
uh, be the backup if so. So they're going to go with Skylar Thompson this week. Running back Raheem Mostert is not practicing. He's dealing with a knee injury. They're expecting him to play, but again, keep an eye on that. Most of their defense is also listed as questionable and limited today at practice. So again, maybe not the defense you want to start this week. Out in Minnesota, a friend of the show, running back Alexander Hamilton-Madison, is still limited with a shoulder injury. Also remember, this is Dalvin Cook's hometown of Miami that they're playing in this week, so probably less of a workload for Madison. Dalvin Cook seems pretty fired up about it. Head end Ben Ellison is on IR after dealing with a groin injury. He's going to be done for at least the next four weeks. Out in New England, we saw the Bailey Zappi experience <laughs> might roll on again this week. Mac Jones is technically still questionable. He was limited at practice. Uh, Brian Hoyer was placed on IR with a concussion probably to free up a roster space. Not sure until probably, you know, 1130 on Sunday morning whether or not Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones is going to play quarterback. My money is on Bailey Zappi, but Bill Belichick doesn't want to tell us. Also, the wide receivers are dealing with several injuries. Jacoby Myers did play last week. He came back from that knee injury, though he is limited at practice today, so he's likely going to play again. Nelson Aguilar was limited with a hamstring injury. And wide receiver Ty Montgomery is not able to be activated off IR yet. He's still rehabbing that knee injury, so don't pull him off your IR spot just yet. Running back team, the Interrogus is also dealing with hamstring injury and is pretty questionable going into the weekend, so keep an eye on him. Out in New Orleans, not a good time to be a wide receiver. Uh, Chris Olave it was knocked out of the game with a concussion. He's still not practicing, not looking great for this week. Jarvis Landry's not practicing with an ankle injury. Michael Thomas isn't practicing with a foot injury. And Deontay Hardy has turf toe. He is questionable and not practicing right now. Uh, in better news, though, Jameis Winston came back to practice. He was limited today with the four fractures on his back and the sprained ankle. <laughs> not really sure he was going to play quarterback. Apparently, Taysom Hill is going to continue being a tight end and scoring all of the touchdowns that way. So, I guess whatever works. Sherpa's Giants, uh, pretty much, as I said, we got we got punter Jamie Gillen back, or at least he's on a plane somewhere over the ocean, uh, coming back from London now. Most of the defense was limited or didn't practice today. Tyrod Taylor, still in concussion protocol. He was limited. Wide receiver Wandale Robinson was limited with a knee injury. Kenny Galladay is not practicing. He's still very questionable. Remember, they didn't even take him to London last week. Kadarius Toney not practicing with a hamstring injury. And running back Saquon Barkley was limited today with a shoulder injury. He was knocked out of the game briefly, but did come back. Ran a, a whole bunch and scored another touchdown. So I'm thinking he's probably playing through it again. The Jets only injury report is defenders so far this week, so... Hopefully you weren't starting the Jets' defense to begin with, but probably don't anyway. In Philadelphia, running back Kenneth Gainwell was limited with a rib injury. Uh, kicker Josh Elliott's still questionable, and their center, back of center, and right tackle are all questionable, as are most of their cornerbacks. Who goes out there? I'm not sure this week, but it's probably not the world's best matchup against Micah Parsons. In Pittsburgh, tight end Pat Fryermuth is not practicing with a concussion, and neither is tight end Zach Gentry. He's dealing with a knee injury. Wide receiver Deontay Johnson was limited with hip injury. And also, just for those of you keeping track at home, T.J. Watt had minor knee surgery this week. That's going to delay his return from the torn pectoral muscle for a few more weeks. Probably not the worst thing because you shouldn't come back that fast from a torn pec. Uh, in San Francisco, kicker Robbie Gold not practicing after literally getting knocked out of the game with a knee injury. Um, don't ask him to tackle anybody. It didn't go great. The defense is all 
pretty much listed as questionable. They are saying that Nick Bosa, quote, has a chance to play. He's not practicing today. He's dealing with a groin injury that knocked him out of the game last week. I'd say it's a less than 50% chance, but still a chance. Seahawks running back Rashad Penny broke his fibula and suffered a high ankle sprain uh, in the game last week. It was not pretty to watch, and he's going to be done for the year, which is unfortunate for him, but you know, does offer uh, Kenneth uh, Walker the third III some more touches. So if you have him sitting on your roster, it's a good time for you. In Tampa Bay, all the wide receivers are still questionable. Tom Brady's still questionable. Everybody's questionable. <laughs> Russell Gage is not practicing. He's got an ankle injury. Julio Jones is not practicing with a knee injury, which maybe is a good sign because last week he did practice, then he didn't play. So maybe this week he's going to play. Chris Godwin was limited today with hip and knee injuries, and tight end Cameron Brate is Still technically uh, questionable with a concussion, but he did have a full practice today, so it looks like he is going to be good to go this week. All the Titans linebackers are hurt. Not a good time there. Otherwise, the team is pretty healthy. And in Washington, tight end Logan Thomas has been ruled out for Thursday night's game with a calf injury, as has wide receiver Justin with a hamstring injury. And I don't know if you heard the press conference, but it seems like the uh, head coach and quarterback are not on the same page. So not sure what that's going to look like this week. Um, so we've got a few holes to fill, but there is some life on the waiver wire, I think, this week. Uh, yes, there is. Um, first, a little bit. <laughs> running back-wise, uh, you were alluding to Kenneth Walker, III. He would probably be at the top of the list if he's still available. Um, others that may not be available include uh, Brian Robinson, Alexander Madison, and Rashad White is, Somebody that I like maybe more as a stash just because you know, if mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette has looked quite good this season, if something were to happen to him, you know, um, Rashad White would all of a sudden become a very attractive option. You know, Benjamin Lynn. in Arizona with the running back uh, injuries that you alluded to. Gus Edwards, who may or may not be activated this week for the Ravens, Mike Boone in Denver, uh, Joshua Kelly, who's seems to have supplanted uh, Sony Michelle as the number two running back for the Chargers. Yeah. And then Jalen Warren, who saw the field quite a bit last weekend for the um, Steelers, albeit you know most of the game was garbage time for them. But uh, I don't think he's in any danger of stealing Najee Harris's um, job. But <laughs> still, nor, yeah, nor do I think anyone wants to <laughs> right now. I'm not sure anyone wants to be a starter <laughs> on the Steelers today. <laughs> Probably not. And uh, we should mention, too, that um, um, uh, the buys this week, you know, we've got several of them. And Detroit, Houston, Vegas, and Tennessee are all on buys this week. Um, Somehow the dog ate my homework. I don't know what happened to my wide receivers uh, um, that I had. uh, Yeah, that's all right. Um, but um, anyway, get there. Um, some people that uh, – actually, here I see them. But uh, anyway, some guys that you might be interested in, I put them down in my injuries and buy section for some reason. I don't know. I'm, my mind is on vacation. I'm not that interested but, in picking uh, up wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, there, there might be. Um, so the ones that uh, have made my list of uh, candidates, Michael Gallup in Dallas, if he's out there. Alec Pierce is somebody that I regret that I didn't get in one of my leagues this week. 
Darius Slayton got quite a bit more um, snaps this week for the Giants, partly because he was the only guy healthy and partly because he actually has some historical rapport with Daniel Jones. So that was nice to see. Uh, Jacoby Myers in New England, Devin DuVernay, Baltimore, maybe not the best week to pick him up, but he's out there. Rondale Moore with Arizona, Zay Jones with Jacksonville, Khalil Shakir with Buffalo, and then uh, Wandale Robinson, a little bit more of a reach, but you know, um, a high-ceiling guy with uh, my Giants, a high-ceiling rookie. Yeah, I mean, there, there is plenty of wide receiver opportunity for rookies in New York right now. Not a lot of healthy guys. Yeah. No, not a lot of talented guys among the guys that are healthy, but uh, still, if you can be three and one, excuse me, four and one with a uh, a team like with a receiving core like theirs, uh, you're you, you have no place to go but up. Uh, this is true. So quarterback wise, Geno Smith probably the most attractive, widely available option still. Uh, I'll put in a plug for Justin Fields who while he still hasn't lived up to his potential, has started to look a little better the last couple weeks. And I like the matchup against the commanders on Thursday. Jimmy Garoppolo, again, he's not going to win anybody's league, but you know, he's a relatively high floor guy. And if you want mm-hmm. to um, reach for the stars, P.J. Walker, as Jenna alluded to earlier, likely to be starting over uh, mm-hmm. the injured Baker Mayfield in Carolina this week. And then finally, if you're really desperate, uh, Carson Wentz, I'm definitely not a fan, but uh, he's, um, he should certainly get I, a lot still, of snaps. I'm still a believer. <laughs> if, I know. Please promise me you'll get off the bandwagon after this week if what I think is going to happen comes to fruition. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to justify. But the only upside is right. Taylor Heineke might, might become a starting quarterback Yeah. I'm not mad about that. Well, maybe they'll <laughs> maybe they'll pull a, a trade for Gardner Minshew or CJ Bathard before they do we that. We can only but hope. We'll we can only hope. <laughs> okay. Uh, tight ends. Uh, Hayden Hurst may or may not be healthy, but if he is healthy enough to play, definitely somebody um, that I would want to start, even over Taysom Hill, who had his you know, requisite, you know, one game a year where you just wish you'd had him in your lineup, but I wouldn't uh, go burning a draft uh, a waiver wire priority for him. If you get him, great, but I wouldn't be dropping, you know, I don't know, what's a good example, Mark Andrews or somebody for him this week. Um, Hayden Hurst, still, you know, my preferred option there over Taysom Hill, uh, Kate Ottich with the, uh, excuse me, Kate Otten with uh, Tampa Bay, especially if uh, Cameron Brake can't play this week. Evan Agram in Jacksonville and Will Disley, who has been the beneficiary of whatever's come over Geno Smith so far this season. Yeah. I don't know what it and is, but it's entertaining. <laughs> it is, and it's shocking the hell out of me from remembering him as the Jets quarterback of the future about 10 years ago, but uh, the future finally yeah, arrived. It, <laughs> it has. I guess it takes some of us a little longer to hit our stride than others. It certainly has for me, but uh, but again, I'm not an NFL quarterback. So, 
Probably could um, be. Because if you're interested, your giants are looking. <laughs> I don't think I would want to embarrass myself for them. Um, and then <laughs> defense-wise, um, Cleveland is a team that I would be looking to stream this week. I know everybody's high on uh, Bailey Zappi after last week, but uh, I think that uh, he's likely to come back to earth this week, and I think Cleveland's defense is pretty good on a normal week, and when they're facing somebody's third-string quarterback, I think uh, that's, that's a desirable matchup from their perspective. Yeah, I think probably right. I mean, there's tape on Bailey Zappi now. Everybody knows what it looks like. If nothing else, they know what uniform number he wears. So. I mean, he does kind of look like a, a poor man's Mac Jones. It looks like a failed cloning attempt. There's clearly a look at quarterbacks they're looking for in New England. That's hilarious. Um, Shall we move on to <laughs> our uh, top our top ten lists and our yeah. avoid list for this week? I'm thinking there All might right, be some interesting um, names on it this week because, as you, as you alluded to, we are down a few teams this week. So between that and injuries, maybe there will be some, some new faces in the top ten. Yeah, it, for me, running back this week, there's definitely a new face at the top of the list, and that would be Leonard Fournette. I'm not um, sure that I had expected to have him at the top of any of my lists any time this season, but uh, there it is. No. Uh, Austin Eckler with the Chargers. Saquon uh, checking in at number three for me. Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Jeff Wilson, Jonathan Taylor, if he's healthy enough to play in the Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Tony Pollard combination, uh, checking in at number 10 for me this week. Uh, just outside the top 10, honorable mentions, Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Who's, who's at the top of your list this week? Uh, I've got Saquon Barkley. I'm still I'm still riding the high of, of him being your quarterback, your potential pilot, your everyman. I'm going to keep rolling with that, even in Baltimore – I think it's okay. Clearly, they're going to have to use him an awful lot because whoever plays quarterback is going to be injured. So Daniel Jones didn't look like he was lighting the world on fire. Um, but I have Leonard Fournette too. So we both have him jumped way up uh, on our list this week. The matchup's good. The wide receivers are all hurt. I think it's going to be a good day to be Leonard Fournette. Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, and Christian McCaffrey round out my top five. I, I would have had McCaffrey higher, but I'm not entirely sure what the offense is going to look like with P.J. Walker. I think they'll actually be able to throw a little more. Um, then I've got Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, and Ramondre Stevens. Uh, Stevenson. Oh, there we go. Got a whole name out. Uh, running out my top ten. Like you, also Miles Sanders, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I've got David Montgomery. Jeff Wilson Jr. hanging out in purgatory this week. I think right. almost um, you'll, be, you'll be happy to know Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, and Ramondre Stevenson oh, are all perfect. the void <laughs> list for this week, uh, along with Najee Harris, James Robinson, Raheem Mostert, uh, J.K. Dobbins, Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, and Melvin Gordon, and dishonorable mentions to uh, Mike Boone and Travis uh, Etienne and um, just my thinking with McCaffrey, I mean, yeah, he's likely to be their whole offense, but, you know, the Rams There's not gonna be they're, a they're lot certainly of not offense. the team they were yeah. a season ago, but uh, the one thing they still do have is a pretty good uh, run defense. So 
yeah, that uh, would cause me to uh, shy away from McCaffrey. I also have Najee Harris on my avoid list. Um, not necessarily because the Tampa Bay defense is so good. It's just Pittsburgh is that bad. Uh, and now they're now they're also getting injured. So things aren't really getting any better. I don't want to have any part of it. Out in Washington, I'm staying away from J.D. McKissick at all. It's you know, With Brian Robinson coming back, it's great, but it's now even bigger a running back by committee situation, and it, there's just not enough to go around. Chicago, not the world's best matchup in Chicago as well. I don't love it. Michael Carter, uh, Naheem Hines, again, if he plays, just stay away from it. Mike Boone out in Denver. Daryl Henderson Jr., Chase Edmonds, Khalil Herbert, I think Dave Montgomery hopefully will have a whole name on his jersey and is going to be a, a bigger part of the offense. Alexander Madison Hamilton, our boy, hanging on my avoid list, as well as Samaj P. Ryan this week. Okay, who do you like uh, wide receiver-wise? I uh, love Stephon Diggs. You know, it's Kansas City, it's maybe going to be a shootout. The Bills don't want us to think it's going to be, but Stephon Diggs is going to be the guy. And as we talked about, maybe the healthiest one out of the bunch. I think Kansas City is prone to giving up points, and Stephon Diggs is going to take advantage of that. Jeff, Justin Jefferson is at two on my list. Cooper Cup's all the way down at three, all the way. But he's down at three mainly because I'm not entirely sure what's going on. He's not practicing today. I want to make sure that, you know, maybe maybe the Rams learn to throw to someone else. Carolina's defense isn't world beaters, but – Everyone knows you need to triple cover Cooper Cup right now. Uh, Marquise Brown out in Arizona and Tyree Kill, regardless of Skylar Thompson at all, playing quarterback there. I think he's still got value. Um, probably I don't respect the Minnesota defense quite as much either. It has C.D. Lamb, Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, D.K. Metcalf, and A.J. Brown snuck into the top ten for me this week. All right. We have a, a fair amount of overlap. Um, I actually have – of questionably healthy Mike Evans at the top of my list, uh, questionably healthy Cooper Cup, number two on my list, <laughs> Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Marquise Brown, Michael Williams, assuming he's healthy, Michael Pittman, DK Metcalf, and CeeDee Lamb rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions to Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, and Darnell Mooney. Okay. I mean, I can, I can live with that. Um, I had Chris Olave on my avoid list, as is Drake London. I love Chris Olave. I don't love him being concussed, and I, I I don't think that they have to really push him this week, so they're not going to. So I'm staying away from him. Uh, also staying away from Isaiah McKenzie. I do think it's going to be a high-point scoring game, but I'm still a little leery coming off the concussion. I don't love the matchup. Rashad Bateman, again, not totally healthy. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Brandon Ayuk, Zay Jones. Ankle injury, I don't love that. Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and Julio Jones. Not sure if he's going to play. Not sure where we're doing there, but it's it's not. They're not going to need the pass game all that much in Pittsburgh. I feel like this week. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they might have their uh, the squad in by by the halftime. Um, <laughs> Tyree Hill actually at the top of my. Avoid list this week between really? his okay. you know, potential injury and my not uh, trusting another third string quarterback against the Vikings defense. Skylar Thompson, I hope for his sake he plays well, but uh, I wouldn't be banking on it for you know, Tyreek Hill purposes. Terry McLaurin, Jalen Waddle, same reasoning as Tyreek Hill, DJ Moore, 
who's rumored to be on the trade block and potentially auditioning for um, a trade to the Rams as he plays against them this week. Cortland Sutton, mm-hmm. Jacoby Myers, Christian Kirk, Deontay Johnson, Rashad Bateman, and Zay Jones slash Marvin Jones. <laughs> Excuse me, all on my All the Joneses. Avoid. We're staying away from every every Jones out there. At least if you're a wide receiver named Jones and you play for Jacksonville, you're not going to be in my starting lineup. <laughs> That's fair. Or probably many weeks. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't okay. want to do that. How about quarterbacks? Who are you liking? Uh, Patrick Mahomes, surprisingly, at the top of my list. Okay. I know it's kind of shocking, but look at him. There he goes. Um, Tom Brady, number two on my list. Josh Allen, three. Joe Burrow, four. Kyler Murray, five. Justin Herbert, six. Aaron Rodgers, seven. Matthew Stafford, eight. Kirk Cousins, nine. Geno Smith, ten. And uh, honorable mentions, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, Cooper Rush, and uh, whoever starts for New Orleans this week, be that uh, Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston. And before you uh, give yours, I just I have to weigh in quickly on that Kyler Murray slide at the end of the Eagles game yeah. there. I mean, the guy's a former baseball player. I get the sliding and all, but you know, you've you've you got to have the situational awareness, or your mm-hmm. you know your team spotters, whoever has to have the situational awareness that you know you know that you know, it's where you start the slide that they mark you down, not where you finish it. So that you know, in my mind, probably costs them the game. Although you know, we'll never know. I but think- I just that play drove me bananas. I don't buy this whole stuff it was about how we didn't study enough and all, but it was just a lack of game awareness on that particular play, I thought. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of <clears> – <throat> he's not a rookie. You can't really get a pass on these things. You have to – especially at such a critical moment, you need to be sure you got the yards. Like, it, I to me, I think that was pretty deciding in them not winning that game. And – if I'm Kyler Murray, I've got some questions to answer, and hopefully he learns from it. But, yeah, it really didn't help the whole, you know, video game studying, awareness, putting the team first kind of uh, message that was bandied about in the off season. didn't make him look better. That's for sure. I, I mean, I had no problem. I thought he played really well in the game. I mean, he was just hitting Marquise Brown, Rondale Moore left and right. I thought he – yeah. played really well. You know, it wasn't he wasn't running around and improvising from what I could tell. And again, I I don't know, you know, you know, that much, but you know, he, he looked like I he was sticking to the script and playing quite well. So just to me this seemed like maybe a different issue, but whatever it was, I mm-hmm. I, I definitely thought that whatever heat he got for it was deserved. Yeah, yeah. I mean it just you, you can't do that. You can't make that kind of money and do things like that. It just can't happen. Also, you know, it's probably nice his coach didn't call him out in the media, but <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about Carson Wentz here in a minute, I'm sure. On my yeah, list, so this who do you like at quarterback? I've got Josh Allen at the top of my list. Clearly, they are not interested in running the football that much in in Buffalo, so might as they're going to score points. Let's start Josh Allen. Um, Lamar Jackson's at two for me, Patrick Mahomes up at three. So I think we both agree this will be a, a pretty offense-heavy game. Um, Kyler Murray, like you said, didn't look bad. 
He's done dumb things, but I've got him at four. I think the matchup against the Seattle secondary is pretty good. Jalen Hurts rounding out my top five. Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Geno Smith coming in at eight. <laughs> Joe Burrow and Kirk Cousins, as much as it pains me, is rounding out the top ten, mostly because I, I do think that the Miami defense being so bad already is going to give up some points. Probably will make Has you feel better that Carson before? Wentz is not in my top ten. <laughs> about to say well I'll I'll, I'll really uh, know that you've uh, you've wisened up if uh, he's on your avoid list but has he's there not. ever been a week before <laughs> you think when uh, both of us have had Geno Smith in our top 10 this, this I don't think so very strange it's a weird time it's a weird time yeah. <laughs> it definitely is alright I, I mean, uh, my is, avoid it list it is kind of fun I don't know why but like, you can't is. look away from it <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure, we could say, oh, I like Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen this week. Okay, pat yourself on the back if they have a good game. But, you know, Geno Smith, is, yeah, that that takes a little more uh, projection, I think. Although, yeah, he's, he's certainly been um, justifying it so far this season. Uh, it does help when they're not wearing those, avoid... those nyan, neon green uniforms. It helps to watch not having those on. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably <sighs> saving those for a Thursday night or a Monday night <sighs> game, but we'll see. Yeah. Actually, I'll bet they're not on Thursday night this uh, Monday night this season, except for the, the first week when they were playing. Uh, so that was probably Denver. their one prime time Hopefully game they're done. Enough. Yeah. Um, next, I'm looking to avoid Lamar Jackson, actually, at the top of my list. It's a little bit of a homer pick, but uh, yeah. I think – you know, the Wink Martindale probably knows him as well as any defensive coordinator would, and uh, hopefully he'll um, figure out what it takes to uh, throw him off his game on Sunday. Uh, Russell Wilson checking in uh, my avoid list. Trevor Lawrence, Carson Wentz, Skylar Thompson, Kenny Pickett, P.J. Walker, Jacoby Brissett, Zach Wilson, and Marcus Mariota, all quarterbacks that uh, hopefully you can stay away from this week. Yeah, I, I don't have Carson Wentz on my avoid list, but he's in avoiding purgatory. Mostly because I just I think that there's still points to be had against the Bears, but it's not great. Um, I do have Daniel Jones on my avoid list strictly because he's not healthy, and I I think I put a lot more faith in that Baltimore defense than most people do. Also, staying away from Zach Wilson. There's just not enough points in this game, and I'm not really sure who he's gelling with yet. It's it's not working for me yet. Trevor Lawrence, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm sure you're shocked by that. Marcus Mariota, another surprise. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, anyone else who plays quarterback in New England, same goes in New Orleans. I don't want to start Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton, though the Andy Dalton revenge game might be interesting. Staying away from uh, Justin Fields and Kenny Pickett as well. Yeah. All right. Um, tight end wise, who do you like? Love Travis Kelsey. Um, apparently, that's all we're going to do is throw touchdowns to Travis Kelsey. Um, I'm just a little bitter. I played him in fantasy on, on one of my teams last week, and clearly that didn't go great for me. <laughs> so I have him at the top Actually, of the list. I mean, a 1A. <laughs> I, I was just going to interject quickly with, yeah, okay, Travis Kelsey, four touchdowns. Yeah, that's. Definitely an outburst, but uh, not unheard of. But 
if you had picked another mm-hmm. tight end to score four touchdowns last week, I'm guessing it wouldn't have wouldn't been, have been Taysom Hill. Hill. Nope. <laughs> and it's, I'm Mark still Andrews, not going to pick Taysom Hill to score four. Yeah, Mark nice. Andrews, I would George think. Kittle, maybe. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Taysom Hill. Also, I still can't think of him as a tight end, despite the Saints' best efforts to make me do so. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, so Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz, uh, like in that matchup against Seattle, Dallas Goddard. Um, someone's going to have to catch the football pretty quickly because that pass rush is coming. I think Dallas Goddard will have a bigger game this week. George Kittle, uh, Tyler Higby, David Njoku, Kyle Pitts, Gerald Everett, Hayden Hurst. I'm on the fence about Dawson Knox. Not sure how healthy he's going to be, but for me, he'd probably be just sneaking in there. Okay, I've got Travis Kelsey at the top of my list, too, so uh, big shocker there. Hayden Hurst yeah. is number two on my list, which might be a little bit more of a shocker. Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Cole Komet, George Kittle. I do have Taysom Hill in my top ten, Robert Tanyan, Gerald Everett, and Tyler Higby rounding out my top ten. And honorable mentions to whoever starts for Tampa this weekend, whether it's Cameron Braid or Kate Otten, Will Disley. Mo Alley Cox and Herb Smith Jr. are all honorable mentions for me this week. Okay. Well, Disley ended up on my avoid list, um, but I do like him for daily fantasy. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Tyler Conklin also on my avoid list. He's getting a lot of of looks, but, again, I don't love the matchup. Robert Tanyan, so the tight end on the other side of that game. Evan Ingram, Noah Font, Cole Komet, David Bellinger, anyone else who decides they want to play wide receiver really or tight end in New York. Uh, Cameron Breit, coming back from a concussion, still don't love it. Hunter Henry out in New England. And believe it or not, I think I'm staying away from Taysom Hill this week. I think the Arizona defense can certainly, uh, or I'm sorry, the Cincinnati defense can slow him down a little bit more. Everyone knows he's coming. So I don't think he's going to certainly score the way he did last week. So for me, eh, not, not interested this week. All right. Um, Mark Andrews at the top of my avoid list. Uh, Kyle Pitts, Hunter Henry, Pat Fryermuth, David Njoku, Evan Engram, Tyler Conklin, uh, your friend Mike Gesicki, Eric Salbert, and oh. Ian Thomas <clears throat> or Tommy Tremble, whoever starts for Carolina <laughs> uh, this week against the Rams. Not, not drinking the P.J. Walker Kool-Aid, huh? No, I'm not. <laughs> That's fair. All right. <laughs> Uh, defenses, um, what do you like this week? <laughs> um, Minnesota and the Chargers are my top two. Uh, others that I like include Tampa, the Rams, Colts, Cleveland, Chicago, the Giants, Green Bay, and San Francisco. I mean, we have some overlap here. Um, got the Buccaneers at the top of my list. Really not scared of, of a whole lot there. Uh, the 49ers and Chargers rounding out the top three. The Rams, even though I do love me some P.J. Walker, it's still kind of a mismatch. Uh, the Bengals, Eagles, Packers, Ravens, Jaguars, even the Bears. I, I as much as I want Carson Wentz to work, I think I think we're we're going to have to face reality here soon. So here we are. I want to see him traded to Atlanta, just because then you would be really conflicted. Oh, God, don't do that to me. What would I do with myself? 
I mean, if I'm his agent, I don't know, but it would I'm be calling anyone and everyone, though. <laughs> standpoint, if, if some quarterback you really liked a lot, be it um, oh, no. you know, Gardner Minshew or somebody like that got traded to Atlanta, who you never picked, then I would, I would uh, probably spend the whole show cackling. We'd probably just have, like, a whole special edition for it. Like, just me angsting over it for an hour. You can listen to the rest of the picks in the next episode. Yeah. Oh, hopefully that's nothing so, that ever um, happens. Yeah. Well, it should be interesting. There might actually be more trades this year than usual, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. So, um, defenses to avoid for me this week, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, New Orleans, the Jets. Seattle, Carolina, Kansas City, Denver, Cincinnati, Miami, Atlanta, Arizona, Philadelphia. And if you think that's more than 10, you're right. That was 13. 13 <laughs> defenses to avoid yeah. in my 13 defenses yeah. in my uh, 10 to avoid. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Most they're all smart. with top five draft picks, too. Perfect. We're right on schedule. It's week six, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, well, I think we both have... We both have Buffalo and uh, Casey as as teams to avoid. We I think we both think that's going to be a pretty high scoring game there. Uh, Pittsburgh as well. It's just it, it's not great out there. The Patriots, Falcons, the Cardinals, the Commanders, Browns, the Saints, the Panthers, Colts. Ugh. I'm staying away. Jack Leonard's come back. Maybe I'll get excited about the Colts defense again, but it is not this week. All right, uh, let's do some game predictions. Um, Thursday night, this has got to be one of the least inspiring Thursday night games in recent memory, but I guess since everybody has to be on a game, you might as well get two of the crummy teams um, out at the same time. It's got to be better than last week. Hopefully there's a good baseball game on at that time. But uh, anyway, Washington at Chicago, and I'm going to – hop on the Justin Fields bandwagon, like I said earlier, at least for a week. He's been showing some signs of life. Uh, He's been starting to throw the ball a little bit more in Chicago. And uh, I think just by virtue of the fact that they're at home, I'll give them a little bit of an edge. I'll say Chicago 27, Washington 24. Well, uh, I am also going to pick the Bears to win this game. Like you said, it, it is a tough time for the commanders. I don't think that everything is nice and hunky-dory, and we all move past the fact that Ron Rivera backed the bus up over Carson Wentz this week in a very profound and emphatic way. Just because they said, oh, it's cool, we talked about it, I don't think we're, we're past that. Um, and until their defense gets better and they learn to run the ball a little better, it's never going to get better. I don't think those things are going to happen in a short week. So I think Justin Fields has a little bit of an edge at home. I think David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert will will be able to be more of a factor in this game. And I just playing on a, a cold night in Soldier Field doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me. So I'm taking Chicago to win <clears throat> 24 to 20. So not a, not a huge upset here, but that's Commander's Day. Okay, next up, one of the more interesting games, the Sunday early games, and that's Cincinnati traveling to New Orleans. I think on a neutral field, I'd pick Cincinnati um, in New Orleans. A little bit more of a question mark for me, but I'm still going to go with Cincinnati here. I think they're just a little bit better balanced overall, and I think Joe Burrow is better than either uh, Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton, so I'm going to 
uh, go with the Bengals over the former Bengal quarterback. I'll say uh, Cincinnati 31, New Orleans 28. Okay. I, I have this a little lower scoring. I've got Cincinnati also winning, but I've got them winning 24-21. So I am a little less confident in the offenses. I think that New Orleans will still hang around. There's enough trick plays and things going on there, but they're not particularly healthy on offense. Their defense isn't really either. I think Cincinnati is going to come in and get a desperately needed win here. They need to kind of get get back on track here. All right. Um, Baltimore, the team that knocked off Cincinnati last week on the Justin Tucker game-ending field goal there, up in the Meadowlands this week to face the Giants. And I... I don't, I'm a little shocked I'm doing this, but I'm still I'm going to stick with the Giants. I picked against them last week, but uh, they showed me something, and hopefully they can keep the momentum going. You know, the, as we mentioned, the defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, knows the Ravens very well since he was their defensive coordinator for the last four seasons before he came to the Giants. And, um, yeah, somehow Saquon seems to be, back at uh, pretty close to full strength and teams haven't had an answer for him yet, even a team with what I thought was a pretty good defense like the Packers. So I'll say that somehow the Giants keep the magic going this week. I'll say Giants 27, Ravens 24. I like the idea of the Giants storyline continuing, the Cinderella story. I just don't think it's going to be this week. I think there's, there's still a lot of injuries. Yes, Martindale is familiar with the Ravens, and and very much so, but you still need players to execute the game plan. I'm not entirely sure all of those players are on that roster. I think the Ravens are going to make a little bit of a statement here. I think that we're going to have to start respecting them a little more. Not to take anything away from Saquon, I think he and Daniel Jones are somehow willing this team to just keep winning. I unfortunately think we're going to run into a little bit of a problem here with the Ravens. I think Ravens win 31-21. I think, unfortunately, Daniel Jones might give someone a few points here, and that could be part of the deciding factor. Okay, uh, Jacksonville at Indy. You know, I can't remember the last time that um, you know the two New York teams and uh, and Houston all won in the same season in the same week. A long time. Jacksonville. And I've been a pick and pull, and all 14 of us picked Jacksonville last week and Green Bay, and uh, saw how that went. But anyway, Jacksonville mm. back on the road this week against Indy. Indy, if Jonathan Taylor is playing, I like them a lot more. But even if he's uh, on, if he's not at full strength, I still think that they, you know, with the emergence of Alex Pierce and Michael Pittman and you know, have a little bit more of a well-rounded offense. So I'm going to go with uh, Indy 27 over Jacksonville 21. Okay, I'm going to take Indy to win, and the score is really going to depend on whether or not Jonathan Taylor plays. Jonathan Taylor plays, they win handily. It's 30-21. to 21. If Jonathan Taylor does not play, I think this is an awful lot closer, and I think it's more in the realm of 21-17. I think it becomes a lower-scoring game. The offense becomes a little less dynamic. Um, Jacksonville, yes, they played in the rain. It was messy, but they got to hold on to the football, and I'm not sure that they can figure that out just yet. So until they get that cleaned up a bit, I'm not ready to go in and pick them to win anything. 
Okay, um, another Florida team, uh, Miami hosting Minnesota, as we uh, discussed briefly earlier. And I just think that, you know, with their new coach, the Rams' former offensive coordinator, they just, Kirk Cousins seems to be uh, showing some even more life than he did uh, previously. I thought he was a kind of mediocre to slightly above average quarterback before. He seems to, I, mean, I would almost say he's in the top third you know, of, you know, borderline top 10 quarterback this yeah. year for me, but uh, so far. But uh, I think going up against Skyler Thompson, I mean, hopefully for his um, sake, he has a good game, but uh, not seeing it. I, I think Minnesota wins this pretty easily. I'll say Minnesota 28, Miami 17. I've got Minnesota winning 28, but Miami scoring 24 points. So I think the offense will work a little better, mostly because I just think that almost anyone can throw a ball in the general direction of Tyree Killer, Jalen Waddle right now, and they'll find a way into the end zone. Um, so somehow, some way, they'll figure it out. I just don't think they can do enough to win. Like you said, Cousins has been better. I don't like it. I don't like to admit it, but it's real. Numbers are numbers, and the way he's playing is actually pretty impressive for the time being. Let's see if it lasts, but I think, as I alluded to before, Dalvin Cook's coming to play in his hometown, and he's pretty fired up about it. I think we're going to see a little extra juice there, and uh, even though you're the road team in Miami and the sun's shining on you and it's like 100 degrees, I think they'll... New England on the road at Cleveland. Uh, lots of Buzz about New England after they you know, demolished the Lions' offensive juggernaut last week. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think it's natural for people to just assume that New England's going to go into Cleveland and steamroller them. I think Cleveland, the one big difference between the two is while Cleveland may not have the offensive ceiling that Detroit does, their defense is a heck of a lot better. I think that's what's going to carry them. Another third string quarterback, I'll. I'll They'll go out on a limb picking against third-string quarterbacks this week, but there you have it. Um, I'm going to pick uh, in the second of the three um, third-string quarterback games. I'm going to go with Cleveland 24 over New England 21. I have Cleveland winning 23-17. I'm actually even less excited about this New England offense. Yes, it's it's sort of a Bill Belichick revenge game. It, It feels like too long to really say that, but like you said, New England came out and they rolled over the Lions, but also everyone on the Lions was hurt. So I'm not quite as thrilled by that. I think Cleveland has more talent on defense, especially uh, as long as everyone gets on the field and it looks like they will, but again, keep an eye on the injuries. I think Cleveland will still come in and be able to outfox Bailey Zappi. Uh, it just, we've got a little footage on him now. There's a reason he was not the starting quarterback or the backup quarterback and I think that might get exposed a little bit here this week. All right. The Jets uh, fresh over their domination of the Dolphins at home, now travel to Green yeah. Bay. Green Bay still searching for off- answers on offense, especially a wide receiver. But um, I, it's impressive as the Jets were against the Dolphins. I think it's hard to get too excited about you know, running up the score on a depleted uh, offense. Here, I think, yeah. you know, Aaron Rodgers, obviously quite a different uh, league from, you know, from, um, you know, Miami's quarterback yeah. situation. So, yeah. I'm going to, you know, over Teddy Bridgewater and Skyler Thompson. So, I'm going to go with uh, Green Bay to win this pretty, a little 
surprisingly close, but uh, I'll say Green Bay by a touchdown, Green Bay 31, and the you know, on the rise Jets 24. I am actually taking the Jets to win this game. Again, I'm picking against the Packers. It feels weird, but the Jets, they're, they're kind of doing something out here. I, it's not pretty. It's not perfect, but I think they're a little more cohesive right now than the Packers. I don't really know how much the thumb injury impacts Aaron Rodgers. I'm not entirely sure how healthy any of the receivers are. Not entirely sure if that defense is really good or not. I think the Jets are going to come in and steal one twenty-eight twenty-seven. They're going to have the ball last game-winning field goal. Everybody goes home happy except, you know, Packers fans. Uh, San Francisco playing their second game in a row on the East Coast and the Southeast. Um, last week, the schedule makers were nice and gave them a late afternoon game. Unfortunately, this week they got the early game. I don't think it matters. I yeah. think they'll still win. I'll go, yeah, just because they're a much better team than Atlanta, even though I know you're not a Jimmy Garoppolo fan. Actually, this should be interesting because you don't like Jimmy. You hardly ever pick Jimmy nope. Garoppolo and you never pick Atlanta, although I think I know who you're going to pick here. But I'm going with yeah. San Francisco 28 over Atlanta 24. Uh, I'm also going with San Francisco and the kind of fighting Jimmy Garoppolo is mostly I'm going with the San Francisco defense and George Kittle <laughs> to, to beat Atlanta. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo will also be there. I've got them winning 24 to 20. <laughs> Atlanta, Atlanta's really beat up. I mean, Kyle Pitts isn't healthy. Cordero Patterson's still on IR. Marcus Mariota is, is still kind of running for his life. It's not an ideal setup for them. Playing at home doesn't really seem to be an advantage either. So I think San Francisco, despite a 1 o'clock start on the East Coast, probably will have enough of a tank here. Tampa Bay, uh, who beat Atlanta last week, finally playing a road game this week. Uh, They're at Pittsburgh. Um, So, And I'm not sure if it will be quite as bad as the Buffalo uh, extravaganza last week, but I still think that this it wasn't game, good. You know, Tampa Bay's Tampa is not going to be challenged here. I'll say uh, Tampa wins this by two touchdowns. I'll say that Tom Brady's uh, 34 and the Kenny Pickett's 20. You know, everyone was up in arms about you know the disrespect of the 13 and a half point spread and how that was going to fire everyone up. That didn't happen. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched that game. There was not a lot of fire on the Pittsburgh sideline or the field, or really anywhere. Um, I don't think that they're going to be covering a 13-and-a-half-point spread here either, so I would take Tampa Bay given the points if you're you're inclined to bet that way. I've got Tampa Bay winning 33-21. Um, the, the Steelers cannot throw the ball all day, and they're going to have to. They're going to occasionally throw the ball to guys that aren't on their team, and that's going to be a problem. So it, it's going to be a long day for Kenny Pickett and the boys. The late games, this one, Arizona, Seattle, I think this will give us some sense of uh, whether Geno Smith is for real or not. But Arizona, I think they should be able to score quite a few points, and it's up to Seattle to see if they can keep up. I think they make it a game, but I think Arizona has a few more weapons than Seattle does, although the two weapons Seattle really has are quite impressive. And probably the equal of anything Arizona has. But uh, anyway, I just like um, you know, Kyler Murray, putting my uh, faith in him a little bit more than Geno Smith at this point. I'll say Arizona 31 and uh, the 12th men 28. 
Yeah, playing in Seattle is is always an advantage. However, um, there is a chance this game is going to get moved. The Mariners, if you're a baseball fan, are potentially going to be playing a game four, if if necessary, in the ALDS right next door, which would push this kickoff time back to 5:30 Eastern, which for us is great because there's no there's no downtime in between games. Love that. Um, but I think that does kind of eat into some of that 12th man potential. Some of those guys are going to be next door at the Mariners game. So maybe not all of the crazies will be in attendance. I think that and that alone is why Arizona can come in and steal this 27-24 with a field goal. But I do think Kyler Murray is going to play a little better. Geno Smith will have a nice day. I think this is less a game of mistakes and more just Arizona has more talent. Okay, and then a game that I have absolutely no interest in watching other than to see, you know, you know sort of a, from a statistic standpoint, you know, how bad it gets for Carolina. <laughs> you know, the third-string quarterback uh, brigade continues with P.J. Walker likely uh, going up against uh, um, the Rams. But, um, yeah, I, j- I just don't think this is going to be much of a, a fight. I'll, I'll go with – you know, even though the Rams have been having their problems this season, I don't think this is going to be one of them. So I think Rams 31, Carolina 20, and that's being pretty generous to Carolina. I also am am being generous here, and maybe even more generous than you, because I'm going to pick Carolina to win this game. I know this is insanity, but hear me out. <laughs> There's a pretty healthy Christian McCaffrey playing here. P.J. Walker and D.J. Moore have incredible chemistry together, and D.J. Moore can throw the ball. So they're going to be doing enough to keep the run game honest. The defense is going to have to play honest. They've got a couple of things that could really just work out in their favor here, and I think it's going to be one of those days where it doesn't make any sense and they really shouldn't win this game. But old P.J. Walker is going to come out, and he's going to steal one 27-24 over the Rams. I'm Am I biased as a former uh, XFL season ticket holder? Maybe. <laughs> all right. I will own um, up to that. The game of the day. <laughs> the game of the day um, is Buffalo at Kansas City. Is two probably the two best teams in the AFC. Uh, I thought Miami might be in that uh, echelon a few weeks ago, but uh, certainly not uh, with Skylar Thompson um, quarterbacking them. This one, to me, this is a coin toss game, but given that Kansas City is at home and they just always seem to find a a way to win a game, I know that uh, Buffalo certainly has uh, some revenge on their mind, but uh, I'll go with uh, Kansas City here. I'll say Kansas City 34, Buffalo 31, and what might be one of the better games of the season. I'm excited for this one. I think we both are. Granted, my P.J. Walker fandom will not keep me from watching this game. (laughs) Um, I'm also going with Buffalo. I've got them winning 38-33, so even a few more points than you. Um, If it comes down to it, I want Josh Allen throwing the ball to Stephon Diggs versus, you know, Patrick Mahomes looking at the mascot and throwing to someone else down the field, which he does very well and props to him. And Travis Kelsey's going to be roaming around out there somewhere. The defenses are both going to be gassed by the end of this this day. It's going to be a long one for them. But for those of us who like offense, it's going to be it's going to be a fun wild ride. And I think Buffalo maybe just ends up with the ball last, and and that's the deciding factor. 
you know, if they talk about, you know, replacing the Pro Bowl game with some kind of a skills contest or something, one skill that I would be really curious to see is if they took all the starting quarterbacks in the NFL and made them throw a pass with their opposite hand and see who could throw the longest pass. That would be interesting. They did something like that on uh, the pregame show this week, and Robert Griffin III, shockingly good at throwing these Patrick Mahomes no-look, use-your-other-arm, guy-in-your-face passes. He made every one of them. I was very impressed. The game, the second game of the day, or this one I guess you could call the game of the evening, uh, your Cowboys at the Eagles, the last undefeated team. I think they're going to fall from the ranks. You know, I just trust Dallas's defense a little bit more than I trust Philadelphia's offense at this point. I'll say that makes the difference. Um, again, this is a coin toss game for me, but I'll say Dallas 28, Eagles 27. I've got Dallas winning 28-26. I think there might be a failed two-point conversion somewhere along the line. Um, but, yes, for me, it, even with Michael Parson with a bad ankle, he was still running. He was still breaking things up. He was still playing like himself after he was knocked out of the game and came back. Same thing with the Marcus Lawrence and – the Eagles, however, without Jordan Mailata at right, ten, at right tackle, without Travis Kelsey at center, if either of them don't play or they can't play to their, their normal standard, they're both dealing with ankle injuries and it, it doesn't, they're hobbling around. It doesn't look great. That's a problem for Jalen Hurts because there's not going to be the protection for him to run 40 yards trying to decide if he wants to throw Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown. He's going to have to make faster decisions, and that's going to that's going to be his undoing right now, I think. But uh, this is the twice-a-year time when my family tries to disown me, and probably rightfully so. <laughs> I think it'll be a good game, though, nothing else. Do they at least invite you to watch the game with them or no? Uh, no. Ever since I was probably five or six, I got to watch on a different floor of the house. We're not. I'm not welcome in the same general area. <laughs> Got it. I was maybe not the most humble of fans, even as a small child. <laughs> I could see that. I know you're all probably shocked by that. <laughs> yep. So here all we right. are. I'll be uh, I'll be upstairs having snacks by myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then finally the Monday night game, uh, another one that looks to be pretty one-sided. Uh, we've got the Denver with uh, Russell Wilson, whatever's going on with him. And I, I love that uh, Seattle, that the fans there are yelling, uh, let Gino cook. I think that's hilarious. I mean, Gino's but, cooking, he's yeah. cooking some good stuff up. <laughs> he is. Maybe he hasn't won a Super Bowl this yet, time. so you got to get chef, Russell Wilson. It could be. So, um, anyway, I just think uh, Justin Herbert seems to be a little bit healthier again, and I, I don't think this will be a close game. I'll say two touchdowns. I'll say Chargers 31, Denver 17. As, uh, okay. So five games, I'm a little, two games this weekend. A little more generous. Um, I, I've got the Chargers winning 24-17, so I've got it a little closer. It's a game of two quarterbacks who can't raise their arm over their head and throw, but uh, – Justin Herbert at least has a couple more weeks of being used to not being able to breathe when he throws the football, and I'm still not entirely sure how you could partially tear your lat and still effectively throw to an offense that's designed to all 
everyone run as far as you can and turn around and catch the football because he doesn't have the strength to get it down there. So I'm curious what this will look like. If Javante Williams hadn't blown out his knee, it'd be a different story, but he did, and here we are. So I don't think it's going to be great for Denver, and probably the NFL's wishing they're not on primetime again this week. But, I mean, Any DFS maybe we'll get, yeah, yeah, we've got a few, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll get lucky, and it'll end on a better note this week. We'll have a few less buys next week, not a lot, but a few. Um, in the meantime, to keep things spicy, because your, your team might not be playing, your favorite players might not be playing, we've got you covered on DFS. This, again, as always, the preface, this is value picks. They're the guys to make you able to afford the, you know, Justin Herberts of the world or whoever you'd like to start. You know, so at quarterback, my first recommendation, obviously, is Geno Smith. Still priced very right for what you're going to get for him. Same thing with Justin Fields. P.J. Walker, stop me if you've heard this before. If he plays, the value for what you're going to get, it's just crazy. Go for it. Kenny Pickett, if you really, really need a good deal, he's going to be throwing a lot. I just don't know if it's his own receivers that will be catching it. At running back, uh, Raheem Mostert, as long as he's healthy and plays. Kenneth Walker, third, obviously. Stepping up that depth chart there. Ramondre Stevenson, who I'm a little higher on the Sherpa is. Um, and, uh, you know, Benjamin, a wide receiver, DJ Moore, I think, again, far and away, as long as P.J. Walker plays, DJ Moore becomes a much more interesting option for me. And you can look a little farther down the line at some of your – you know, pick your own adventure with Tampa or out with the Rams. But realistically, go go get somebody like DJ Moore. That's what you want to do. At tight end, we know Logan Thomas isn't going to play tomorrow night. Cole Turner, Turner however, is. And, again, this is going to be uh, a vital position. This is somebody – Carson Wentz can't, can't hold on to the ball for so long. He's going to have to throw someone. Cole Turner is going to be right there, seven yards away. Uh, Will Disley, who I didn't want to put in my top ten, but – DFS-wise, I'm open to it. It's going to be a lower-scoring game. They're not going to give up a ton of points. They won't score a ton either, but that's okay. They can't hurt you. That's really all you need. So we have gotten you covered from everything from the waiver wire, who to pick up to replace your injured players, your daily fantasy, your season long. We're telling you who to bet the points on. We've got you covered six ways to Sunday here. But if for some reason you have another question, you need your lineup fixed, you can find us all week long all over social media. We'll be back with you next Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. And if you missed any of our episodes, we are in our 13th season now, so you might have missed a few. And you need some company on a long car ride or at work or something, you can find all of them anywhere you find your favorite podcast. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. <laughs>